Well, I love a podcast called Smartless. Makes me laugh. Interviewing Ron Howard. He actually started acting when he was two years old, how things should be done and what should be said. And he said, Nelly, in every case, they were ignored. It was the first good idea you had. <laughs> you know? Keep, but keep them coming. Keep them coming, right? This is a dialogue. Thou shall not move from that. Um, so yeah, We paid a lot of money for that script. <laughs> we paid a lot of money. For <laughs> and that. you're going to follow it. It's a simple idea, you know, that, that ideas can come from anywhere. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everyone. I'm Sean Callahan, And hey, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. And it's your turn in the chair this week, Sean, to share a story, which we'll then unpack and talk about why it works and how to use it in a business context. So what do you got for us this week? Well, I love a podcast called Smartless. Makes me laugh. Uh, but I'm amazed at how many times I've written things down based on things I've heard at Smartless. And this particular episode uh, was interviewing Ron Howard. Of course, we all know Ron Howard as the amazing director of Apollo 13 and uh, many other movies. But what you might not know... And Happy Days, of course. Oh, well, yes, of course, that was one of his uh, acting roles. And and I suppose this is really about his acting career. Um, He actually started acting when he was two years old, right? obviously a family in the business. And and so that means he's been in, in shows since the 1950s. He's had over 80 acting roles. And uh, and he, he sort of says, you know, talking to the guys from Smartless, he was sort of saying those early days of acting sort of set him in good stead in terms of some of the know, life lessons, if you like, that he learned along the way. And one actually happened when he was... Uh, when he was seven years old, right? So at seven years old, he was on the Andy Griffith show. And, uh, you know, Ron would, you know, sort of do his lines, do his scenes. and But he was often making suggestions to the director about his part. You know, he had ways of, you know, how things should be done and what should be said. And he said, Nelly, in every case, they were ignored, right? Anyway, one day, Ron, he's got a scene where he walks through a door you know, has to deliver some dialogue and he just doesn't feel right for him. And he sort of goes to the director and he says, look, I don't think a seven-year-old would say that. And of course the director says, you know, so what would they say? And he gives the director the new line and the director goes, yeah, fantastic. Let's do it. Of course he was thrilled. Um, That afternoon he goes up to the director and, you know, sort of thanks him for accepting his idea. But he did say, look, I've had it. But I have noticed that I've had lots of other ideas and um, they've been ignored. And the director just looked him in the eye and and sort of said, look, it was the first good idea you had. (laughs) But keep them coming. Keep them coming, right? Uh, And Ron was sort of of saying, you know, just because you've got an idea doesn't mean it's going to be a great idea. And But at the same time, he he loved this, 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 this sort of concept of creating a space where ideas could come from anywhere right and they they're part of the mix and they're not they weren't shut down and he learned that at such an early age and you know and i think is you know some directors are very good at um and and work in a way that 
allow their actors to, you know, sort of experiment and try things out and make suggestions. I think Martin Scorsese is very much like that. And then there are other directors who it's about the script, you know, there's the script, this is the dialogue, thou shall not move from that. Um, so yeah, we paid a lot of money for that script. <laughs> we paid a lot of money. For that. <laughs> and you're going to follow it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, like, I heard that. And I liked that. And I thought maybe our uh, listeners would enjoy that little story. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So when you were telling her, what is what was what did you like about it? I like the image of Ron Howard as a seven-year-old, right? I can sort of I, I all the way through, I'm imagining him on that set. I don't really have a strong picture of what the Andy Griffith show is. Um, but I believe you know, it was a little drama, you know, comedy drama. Uh, there's a policeman and you know, sort of family stuff, you know, normal sort of uh, you know, sitcom, I guess. And uh, and so, yeah, so imagining him in that in that environment. Um, I think the other thing I, I like about it too is uh, it's a simple idea, you know, that that ideas can come from anywhere. And but not and it's almost like two ideas. Ideas can come from every, anywhere, but not every idea is a great idea. Just because you've got an idea doesn't mean it is the one that everyone's just going to grab onto and and uh, you know put into action. So I think those two things probably I found interesting in that story. Yeah, and uh, that 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 second one I I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, mm, yeah just yeah. because you got an idea doesn't make it a good one. Yeah, it just exactly. makes it an idea. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing that I was, and and because I was imagining that scene, you know, I I, I sort of there was a there was a moment in the story where the directors giving him the feedback you know after the scene and 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 i and i was just sort of thinking like well what does that look like so you know he's looking direct in his eye in fact i should have got him to crouch down a little bit you know to a seven-year-old's eye height if you like and said look ron ronnie it was a good idea it was the first good idea you've had you know it's sort of like drawing people into that moment because that's the moment right that's where the whole thing has been delivered. All the rest is just the lead up to that last line in that story. Yeah, and for me, the 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 dialogue, you know, like Ron Hell was saying, this is not how a seven year old would say it. Yeah, the dialogue that that you delivered, uh, it that's not how a seven year old would do it. And I had difficulty picturing a seven year old in that and so just exactly as you've said some small thing that that actually puts well ron howard sounded like a much more way beyond a seven-year-old in yes. the in the dialogue that was so just something that that actually looks at it from a seven-year-old perspective and uh mm. yeah that could uh, help that could help yeah. right? just help people you know sort of get settled with it. of course a seven-year-old in the 1960s is a bit different to a seven-year-old today, I think. Um, primarily because everyone's distracted and, uh, you know, there's a, it's a different way of talking. I've heard, you know, kids talk back then, which are like talking like adults today, for example. So, um, but I, I'm, I take your point, though. You know, you want to, you want to get people to, to imagine what does a seven-year-old is doing when they're chatting to a director. Yeah, it's and yeah, I'm I'm debating in my mind whether it's 
because delivering the story as an adult, as yep. you did there, does it would it add value? Well, and the reason I raise this is because that I had it was a little niggle as you're yeah. doing it. I'm going, yeah. Ah. You know, Ron Howard sounds very, you know, like mature beyond a seven-year-old. I don't think a seven-year-old would do that type of thing. And and if that seed is in your audience mind, then that can have an impact on the, mm. the credibility, the plausibility. The adoption of, the, of, yeah, the, the, of what you're saying. Do they embrace your wisdom? So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so finding some mechanism to put Ron Howard, you know, little spotty-faced seven-year-old, um uh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Somehow you're take right. people there. You know, and there's sort of two ways you could uh, tackle it. One is to, you know, make Ron sound more like a seven-year-old, you know, and how he interacts with the with the director. Another way is to sort of say, look, Ron's been on on set since he was two years old. You know, he's very comfortable in that space, and he has just around him all adults. That's his whole life is how adults speak. And so, you know, you can do it that way where you sort yeah. of explain why Ronnie is, you know, addressing a director in this way. So, you know, so, well, you know, I, I don't think he would talk that way. I think I've got a better way for him to say that scene. You know, I've got some better dialogue. Maybe yeah. he did talk, maybe he did speak that way. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. And so I, I guess it's a minor, it, it is a, a relatively minor uh, point and, um, I don't want to focus too long on that and and kind of take away from the overall really uh, positive, you know, like it's a really good story. And so, yes, this is a tiny little thing that that might change. I'm not, yeah, yeah you can actually screw it up if you work too hard on yeah, trying to. Yeah, right. <laughs> trying try <and laughs> to, to address that issue. Um, now, just imagine him. He's got long, long socks and he's got a pair of shorts on. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was really interesting listening to Ron Howard. He was full of leadership, you know, knowledge, if you like. He had this other thing uh, I'm sort of vaguely recalling, but he was sort of had a ratio in his mind uh, when he's working with his crew. And um, and that is, I think the ratio was like a, a one to seven ratio, I think he said. And a one to seven ratio was he wants to be able to say yes seven times for every no that he says. And the reason why he has that approach is that he believes he's hired the very best people, right? If you've got a cinematographer who's like world-class cinematographer and comes up to you and says, look, I think I want to do it this way, this way, this way. He, he wants to say yes to that guy because, you know, he's a professional. He knows what he's doing. And his job is to have the higher purpose in mind, right? If it's, look, maybe he wouldn't have done it that way, but he can't say no to that because it will get him to the higher purpose that he's, he's and the only time he says no is when he doesn't think it will get us to that higher purpose. And I thought, wow, what a great um, sort of understanding of the leader's role in an organisation, especially when you're dealing with people who are, you know, the absolute top of their game. Um, so anyway, that's that was just a side issue, though. Yeah, but like, I'll tell you, like last week, you said uh, I told a side issue in last week's episode, and you said, Oh, that the side issue was better, than better that. than the story. <laughs> you reckon that, that might be little, better? No, I don't think it's better, but it's at least as good, yeah, right, right, right. right? Um, 
So we maybe we have a whole new category, which is Ron Howard wisdom. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> Thing shit that Ron Howard says. Um, yeah. So and I, right. I guess let's think about the, do you want to get to have a chat about what, where we will actually use a story like this? Yeah. The, the business application. Yeah. And well, I, 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 this is going to be in my story bank and I can see situations where I can use it, particularly where you've got somebody who's got an idea and, or, or an opinion, and they're really enamored of it. Right. And right. it's like, you know, just get across the point that um, yes, you've got an idea, you've got lots of ideas, doesn't make it a good one. Just because you've got an idea doesn't make it a good one, no matter how much you love it. Yeah, I mean, the angle I would take on this is probably the other side of the story. You know, the fact that Ron Howard is, well, in this case, the director is taking on an idea from an unexpected, you know, sort of source, if you like. And, like, if I saw someone in a team who I thought had ideas but they weren't delivering them up, I think this would be a good story to tell. Like even a seven-year-old on a set gets to say his ideas, yeah, when they're a good one, you know, there's a sort of proviso. But it's sort of about how do we encourage uh, ideas to be put out there right. and, you know, and, and, and go through the rough and tumble of whether the idea survives, right? Because once it's out there, that's when it gets, you know, tested out, you know, as to... Would it be uh, one that we actually put into place? So I think you're right. There's there's two main business points or angles on the business point. Yeah, and then you bring in the that second story you told, which is about saying yes more than you say no, and yeah, and right. Recognize you bring that in, and and uh, and if you are doing that then people are more likely to put forward ideas if you're... Yeah, that's right. You create these ideas can come from anywhere, even exactly. a seven-year-old. Yep. And we had a, a, an episode on the podcast not long ago, in fact, um, just before Christmas, I think, uh, from uh, uh, about uh, the the Apollo, the race to space in the 1960s. And, oh, uh, yeah. Yep. And how the, the, the scientists of the actual... Um, the computer uh, programmer's seven-year-old daughter came up with an idea, and seven it was an issue. Everything happens at seven. Seven. Yeah. My wife keeps reminding me that for my life, everything happens when I'm seven and twelve. She laughs like if if you know like if we have a childhood memory, and she'll now say, "So when did that happen? Was that when you were 12? <laughs> obviously very memorable years for you sean <laughs> clearly clearly um yeah i i think that's true i think what you're saying makes a lot of sense fantastic well i think this uh let's let's give it a let's give it a rating uh All over right. to you over yep. here mr shank so <laughs> Uh, so that I'm going to give that a that the the seven year old Ron Howard uh, story. I'm going to give mm. that a seven. I yes. think it's a very very serviceable story, and I intend to use it. And I'm going to give the 
seven yeses for every no. I'm going to give this seven and a half. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I'm going to give it an eight. Uh, it's a story I've already told a few times. I get a good reaction to the story, and uh, you know, people, and I, I think they love the idea of imagining a seven-year-old Ron Howard, um, you know, speaking up as a little pipsqueak. Uh, so uh, it's it's a story that does have resonance for people. So yeah, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Nice. Terrific. Nice. Terrific. Well, let's uh, wrap things up. Anything else we need to uh, let our listeners know, Mark? Well, I'm, we've released our 2023 schedule of uh, public uh, events, public programs uh, on the website. So if you're interested in, particularly for people who are thinking about building a storytelling capability either in their organisation or in a leadership team um, or or indeed for uh, sales teams, then get in touch with us because we're very happy to offer a free place on those courses for people who are evaluating to the program. We just believe that it's once you experience it, you have much better understanding of what you're getting and, of course, whether it's suitable for your organisation. Try before you buy. Mm. Yeah. And in fact, you reminded me uh, something to share. So a couple of weeks ago, I had a, an email from a team leader in Microsoft who said that her team was reading, uh, putting stories to work and having, they were set to have a, a conversation about it, you know, sort of a, a, you know, group discussion. And did I have any questions, you know, that would guide a group through a conversation? And I went, oh, Actually, that's nothing, something I've never really thought about. And I thought it was a good idea. So I sat down and I wrote uh, about 20 questions, which I thought might be useful to kick off various conversations. So I put together a discussion guide and uh, you'll find it on our website. If you go to the, to the page which talks about putting stories to work, you'll find it as a, just a free download and it's a couple of pages. And if you're reading Putting Stories to Work and you've got a team who's doing that, it could be a good conversation uh, starter. So anyway, a little um, resource to, to, to play around with. Yeah, and of course, those conversations really help embed the concepts and, and get people much deeper into the idea of what is this thing called story and how can you use it in your everyday business lives? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, then. Thanks very much, everyone, for listening to Anecdotally Speaking. And, of course, tune in next week for another episode on how to put your stories to work. Bye for now. Anecdotally Speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio. <laughs>